Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Lymphoma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Alex Herrera from the City of Hope Comprehensive Cancer Centre in Duarte, US. My name is Alex Herrera and I'll be discussing our presentation uh, from ASH uh, entitled Risk Profiling of Relapse Refractory Diffuse RHB Cell Lymphoma um, <clears throat> by Measuring Circulating Tumor DNA. Uh, so, um, Circulating tumor DNA uh, can be a really useful tool um, for uh, identifying uh, residual disease after the initiation of treatment. Um, it can also uh, help uh, understand uh, what a, a patient's a burden of disease is prior to starting treatment. And prior studies have uh, evaluated circulating uh, tumor DNA uh, as a way of, uh, as a biomarker um, of response to therapy or as a a prognostic um, uh, factor uh, for, uh, for outcome uh, with a particular treatment uh, when looking at the circulating tumor DNA of a patient uh, at baseline. And so <clears throat> uh, for this study, uh, we evaluated uh, patients who had relapsed refractory diffuse large B cell lymphoma uh, who were treated on a clinical trial evaluating bendamustine uh, with rituximab uh, with or without polituzumab uh, vidotin. And uh, we collected uh, blood at baseline um, and uh, at, at the end of six cycles of therapy. Uh, we performed a CAP-seq analysis. So this is a, you know, kind of liquid biopsy or mutation profiling um, uh, of the uh, plasma uh, of these uh, patients with relapse refractory uh, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Uh, and then we evaluated uh, the quantitative level of circulating tumor DNA present at baseline. We correlated that with traditional uh, clinical risk factors like the I patient's IPI score uh, or stage, um, their LDH. And we, we did find that the quantitative level of circulating tumor DNA correlated with the patient's um, traditional clinical risk factors or, of disease burden. We found also, that when, you, when we looked at the quantitative level of circulating tumor DNA at baseline in these patients, uh, it was uh, higher levels of circulating tumor DNA were associated with a poorer progression-free uh, progression survival and overall survival um, after treatment. We then uh, looked at patients who had uh, paired baseline uh, and end-of-treatment samples and so we had 43 patients who had just baseline samples, um, 35 who had uh, baseline samples um, uh, paired with germline samples, um, so we could identify which mutations were, were, you know, were truly tumor mutations. Uh, and then we had 25 patients who had paired baseline and end-of-treatment samples. And so when we looked at the baseline, the, the, the subpopulation of patients who had baseline and end-of-treatment samples, we did see that patients who had a, a complete response to uh, therapy uh, did have um, a, a greater decrease in circulating tumor DNA burden over time uh, as compared to patients who did not enter a complete response. And so we saw that out of the, the 25 patients with paired samples, four of them had completely uh, cleared their circulating tumor DNA. Um, um, three of those patients had, had received the polituzumabidotin and one of them had not. Um, and and so, uh, you know, we did, we did find uh, that we could use circulating tumor DNA uh, as a dynamic biomarker 
uh, over time in these patients with relapse or fractured diffuse RHP cell lymphoma uh, treated with benamustine rituximab with or without polituzumab pedotin. So overall, although our, our study um, had a relatively small number of, of patients, uh, we were able to um, see that circulating tumor DNA could be an important uh, biomarker of, of response um, and predictor of, of response and outcome uh, in these patients with relapse refractory diffuse RHB cell lymphoma treated, treated with this particular regimen of, of benamustine rituximab uh, with or without polituzumab pedotin. And, and so I think it's a nice proof of concept in the setting of a prospective clinical trial um, utilizing this tool. Uh, and obviously this needs further validation in larger studies and larger data sets of patients with relapse refractory diffuse RHB cell lymphoma, but it's, it's a nice first step um, at um, kind of demonstrating that this uh, very sensitive uh, tool, um, non-invasive tool um, that we can you know, measure in the blood uh, can, can help us uh, risk stratify uh, patients with relapse refractory diffuse RHB cell lymphoma uh, and identify patients at, at high risk for, for treatment failure, either prior to treatment or during treatment. And thank you very much for your attention. Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.